Howdy, Howdy folks, and welcome to Hunch Pig. Yep, a weekly podcast. I do that too well. Uh, <laughs> a weekly podcast. <clears throat> yeah, that didn't last long. Uh, hosted by us. Yeah, yeah. I'm joined by Mr. Ian, and I'm joined by Mr. Matthew Sumner of the Sumner Tunnel. But <laughs> that's not. I was not born. I wasn't produced by the Summoner Tunnel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, There's a statue in the Commons that's just this, I don't know, Revolutionary War guy mm-hmm. on a pedestal. And the pedestal just says in huge letters, Sumner. All capitals. There's no explanation for who this man is mm. or what's happening or the time period. I don't know who he is. Maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe it's me. In the future past. Maybe. Maybe this is all a nightmare. And next time I go to that statue, it will have my face. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. That is a nightmare. Yeah, like the dream is like, you look at the statue and it's, it has your face. Yeah. And then it looks back at you and you have its old face on your <laughs> body. Like that. How do I look back at myself? I'd need well, a mirror. Well, it's a dream. So you can it's kind of dream. zoom out. Like a like Google, third person. Yeah, like an aerial view. And see, you know, it's a dream. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> so you were saying Sam Adams. Yes. Uh, not, have... not the Patriot, but the beer company. Yeah. They're owned um, by another company. There's a Bo- bigger... Uh, Boston Beer Company. Boston Beer Company. Yes. And they do, like, Angry Orchard and... Right. Yeah, they they brew a lot of stuff. A couple of others. Have a lot of brands. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they were... I thought I heard they were releasing, or they had released a like particularly hoppy beer um, yep. that has a really short shelf life, yeah, of like thirty days. Okay, I haven't heard of this exactly with them, but um, I it might be the new. Is it a Rebel IPA version? Could be. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's a thing. So for really hoppy beers, um, something something. There's some chemicals from the hops. Okay that uh have like a half-life fade away yeah um and also and then they go off you want to keep the keep the beer cold as well yes um to preserve those as long as you can but there's a lot of beer which is uh, it's interesting there's a lot of beer these days that is very hoppy right um and these are hops that you've added at the end of a boil so they're not Adding their a bitter notes. A lot of them, right. Yeah, towards the end. So you get the hop flavor, but not the bitterness as much. Right. And the aroma and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, it's more fragile. Because like if you if you boil hops the whole time, you're losing all of the, the fragile bits anyway, because you've boiled them out. Right. Basically. So you're just getting the bitterness. You're breaking them down. Right. But for these beers that are really just like in your face, aroma, hop flavor, mm. um, that those chemicals are still there, because you want them. Right. And they'll fade away um, if they if you don't keep them cold. Right. They'll fade away even quicker, more quickly. Is this a thing you have to worry about with other beers? Um, like beers that aren't as hoppy? Not really. Right. Not really. Um, maybe slightly, but right. it's, it's much I mean, less is this, pronounced. Is this like uh, something that beer companies are going to capitalize on? Well, that's yeah, that's what I was getting at. Was I think, because a lot of these beers will be like... Uh, like, uh, what's the one? Alchemist Brewing, which does the uh, Heady Topper. Have you had that or seen oh, that? Oh, that's what this Vermont? article was saying it was a clone of. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yep. It says, it says drink straight from the can. Uh, drink immediately. Uh, 
it's fresh now go 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 like, yeah i'm like every time i drink a beer that says that i'm like <sighs> i'm tricked like <laughs> i mean do they brew it this way this is, just because it will go stale quickly yeah. is this a con <laughs> right right like it plays into this whole um this craze where you're like okay when was this bottled by like yeah okay two weeks ago i think it's still okay it's like <laughs> It's fine. Like, love, love, it doesn't spoil. It's just like I love the idea of there being a tiny dome at the bottom of the can that just releases like <laughs> this terrible poison. taste. Yeah. Poison, like lead. Yeah, yeah. I told you. <laughs> it's just on really? the timer. Yeah. Is this weird um, ticking? I think Dell computers also have a similar device <laughs> that just makes them fail after warranty. Um. Yeah. Um. We went to a uh, craft beer place to check out by our new house. I'm not oh, supposed to say that. I'm not supposed to yeah, say that. Yeah, it's not your new house yet. I'm going to jinx us. You um, lost it. So a lot of things have happened <laughs> since last episode uh, for us. Well, that's true. You hadn't even put in an offer. No. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's so many things Yeah. that have happened. So last week, um, I think I complained a bit about not getting the house in Beverly. Yep. That we liked. Um, the wood stove. Yep. <laughs> the appeal of the wood stove. I'm kind of, um, this is totally selfish. Yep. I'm glad you didn't get the house in Beverly. Because mm. that's really far away. It is. For me. It's inconvenient um, for me. Right. Beverly in Massachusetts. Yeah. Right. Um, I think you might have tricked me. <laughs> I think you didn't even oh, put an offer oh, on the house in it's Beverly. Like a, it's like a business right. psychology thing. To make this new house seem so much more appealing. <laughs> Even though you're not buying it, you just have to accept that I am moving. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, maybe. So, uh, where was I going to go with that? Bad so, you, so you looked at another house last right. weekend, so, <clears throat> and they had, they had an open house, and then they were going to accept offers on Tuesday or something? Actually, no. Um, oh. They already had their open house, which we also attended the oh. same day we saw the Beverly house. Okay. So we saw the Beverly house. We saw another house or two after that. Right. And then we saw that same day, we saw this house. Oh, so um, this is like a sloppy seconds situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, so we, we, we went to the open house and we felt really good about it. Like, okay. we're like, we could, we could live here. Like, this is nice. This, this neighborhood's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on kind of a dead end. Like has like a good like family kind of right private kind of feel to it. You're not going to get any through traffic or anything through there. And we're like, right. this area is really nice. The yard is small, which was a like, point against it. Like, yeah, could have a bigger yard, but it's also less to maintain. Like, there's so you can you can just yeah. rationalize anything when you're yes looking at stuff like this. But when um, you're trying to justify something, but it just uh, the house was built in 1993. Okay, as opposed to the Beverly House was 1905. Uh, so to some extent it's like there can't be that yeah like there can't be that much wrong with it in the past 25 years or whatever right uh 23 years so that was a plus and it just seemed like impeccably maintained in a way that the beverly house wasn't yeah um you were telling me that the current owner is sort of a um sort of handyman kind of guy he yeah oh my gosh this (laughs) So, so the basement is like half finished and then the unfinished half is like his workshop. Yeah. And so when I think like basement workshop, you know, I think of 
you know, my grandpa with this old, just a wooden slab uh, on two horses and some like hammers and nails and levels, just like really basic stuff. Why, why are there horses in the basement? Oh, you know, like a sawhorse. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really high up. How that much do you know impo- about America? That would be impossible to work on. <laughs> You'd have to have a step. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, so that's why I imagine as like a basement workshop. We go down to this workshop. He has like commercial like table saws and the big drill. Like there's like the hand drills, but then there's like the drill that you like pull down with both hands. Right. That's like a table yeah, thing. Mounted to a surface. Right. Um, there's that, there are like 15 hand drills for some reason, just like multiple. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably different in some way. I don't understand or don't appreciate. Um, yep. There's all these tools that are hung up, like, like organized really well too. I wonder if people think that at first about design patterns in programming. (laughs) You've got like fucking hundreds of these things. Why do you need them? Yeah. Just pick one. They all do the same fucking thing. Right. Right. Probably. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, and the roof, let's see. So the, the house is like 23 years old. Um, and the roof on the sheet that we were given, it said the roof is 12 years old. Hmm. And I was like, I asked the seller's agent that was there. I was like, so why? It was replaced after 11 years. Yeah. Why was this roof replaced so quickly? And this is before I, I had seen the, the downstairs. Um, Basement. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Workshop. Um, and... She said, well, the guy that lives here is very particular and very meticulous with this house. Right. And he just wanted a better roof. At that, like, it didn't <laughs> need to be replaced. He just thought it could be better. Right. So he replaced it. I yeah. was like, really? And then I went downstairs and looked at the looked at his workshop. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I buy that. This, yeah. So it just has a good, like, we have a feeling that it's not going to need work. Right. Like, at all like the things that we want to do are just cosmetic right um i guess you know now because you had the inspection this morning right so we oh man yeah we made an offer we negotiated um it got accepted got accepted yeah you have Um, a closing date we have a closing date we have a lender we have have a a lawyer lawyer. (laughs) we have yeah everything happened so quickly you're a grown-up yeah getting there (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, the, the lender thing is interesting. So we were going, we were going to go with a local bank that we already work with, um, for checking and savings and stuff. (laughs) And, uh, I love the, I love that that's a terminology. Yeah. Like we have a bank that we work with. (laughs) I don't do any work with my bank. (laughs) Like, and if, if I have to do any work with my bank, I get really annoyed. So... We actually have, yeah, I would say we have more history than most people have. Okay. Uh, with this bank. Um, Katie's had it for longer than I have. They were, Katie Massachusetts. They were there at your christening. <laughs> <laughs> this bank is actually one of your godparents. That's a little weird. Not quite that much. <laughs> okay. But um, there, we've had a couple things happen. Um, there was an accidental money transfer. An accidental that money had, transfer. I think, two more zeros than was intended. Oh shit! Um, so, uh, yeah, Katie from Massachusetts 
uh, went to the bank and for a different reason, right? <laughs> right. I forget why. And they said, oh, um, by the way, your account, do you know your account was withdrawn by $10,000? Yeah. And she's like, what? No, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and yeah, long story short, they so helped her clear it up. Like wow. before it was a problem, they oh, kind of undid what was did, done. Yeah. What was did. <laughs> and, uh, um, anyway, so we do have some good rapport with them. Like we, right. they've done some good work with this, but, um, their rates are not, you probably, good. you probably can't say the name of the <clears throat> bank. I'm making this up. You absolutely can, but you should yeah. say a name that rhymes with it. Okay. So that everyone knows who you're talking it's, about. It's uh, Western bank. It's <laughs> <laughs> so close to Western. Why did you not go with Western? <laughs> Because it doesn't rhyme. Eastern Bank. Western Bank. Okay. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know who that is. But, you know, so the service has been good, but the rates, like the, the savings rates are like 0. 0.0. Yeah. Zero. I'm, it's my understanding that percent. savings rates are terrible everywhere, but I... They are, well... I'm not... They're pretty bad. Good at this like, stuff. Especially compared to what they were, you know, whatever, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. But, when um, everyone was making money. Yeah. Uh, and, but I have a, a different account through a big bank, I think capital one and their savings. I don't know if it's a savings or like an interest checking, whatever it is, but it's like 0.75%, which is crazy amounts better than, than like our biggest account at Western has (laughs) is, you know, gets the same amount of interest per month as the account I have at capital one that has like 1% of the money. It's like crazy. Anyway, um, so we were going to go with East Western Bank because, um, whatever. Yeah, because of this history, yeah, history and everything. They had done um, pre-approvals with us, so right. they had already... Oh, so you'd already started. Yeah, we started working with them, okay. got our pre-approvals through them. And, and that's then, how you could put in an offer in the first place. Right, exactly. Right. Um, so they got back to us quickly with... Um, when you adjust your offer, it's good to like... Uh, match your pre-approval letter right. at exactly what your offer is, so they don't know exactly how the, much money you have yeah, or how much you can lend. They don't know your yeah, with your your ceiling basically. Right. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so at the time our offer was accepted, I was like, you know what, we should we should compare with at least another bank. I feel like right. Um, and we had heard good things about this other bank, um, and anyway, long story short, the other bank beat out their rates like by a quarter of a percent which is doesn't sound like a lot but when you when you apply that and compound that over 30 years that it can be like 20 30 40 thousand dollars like i think this is also um i don't know if we've talked before about uh people being really bad at dealing with large numbers yeah it's like we always um treat things relatively Mm -hmm. so a quarter percent is huge when you're talking about somewhere between three to five percent, right? Because that's a huge proportion of that of number. The, yeah, the percent of the yeah. percent. Yeah, I think if if interest rates were up at like twenty twenty five percent, right, and someone came back with a quarter percent difference, you'd yeah. be like, "That's yeah, like great and all, but I'll go with the bank that I'm used to because that's yeah, not enough because to... a quarter percent is right tuppence. Yep. Yeah. Um, but in our case, it was enough to to justify um, switching. So anyway, we filled out all the paperwork and um, this other bank is also local, which we right. like. So like we don't use them now, but 
we would be able to go to go to an office and talk to a human about problems if we had some some issue. Right. So we'd like that idea too. Uh, yeah. We're not giving up that kind of part of it. Right. And then we went through the the um, application mortgage application, and there's a bit in there that says, um, basically, what does the lender intend to do with this loan? And there's two options. Mm. They can um, service the loan. So it says like you know this company intends to service your loan. Okay. Blah blah. blah. What does or, that mean? Or they can say this lender intends to transfer servicing of your loan. Um, so I asked them what that meant because right. they, they had checked transfer. Yep. And I said, part of the reason we want to go with you is because you're a local bank. Are yep. you immediately going to sell off our loan to some huge bank in the middle of nowhere? Like, or yeah. that we have no relationship with. And <laughs> I got some wishy-washy reply of yep. like, well, I can request that we keep it, but uh can't guarantee anything right which reminded me of like my student loans and how they were kind of sold off a couple times without my yes express authorized signature <laughs> they just like that's the thing that happens to loans yeah they get bought I, and sold and you're, it's kind of confusing and you start paying a different company yeah. all of a sudden and it just feels strange yeah all of my big debts have been in the u.s so i don't i don't know if it's the same in the uk but from speaking with other people, I get the suspicion it's not common for debt to be moved around. It's mm. weird that your personal debt is a commodity. Right. Like, that sentence <laughs> seems odd to me. Excuse me. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you could have waited for, until the intermission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcasting. <laughs> I wish I had some... A uh, little bit of cream. Hmm. Intermission. Please wait. No, no, no. No, it's fine. I'll have black coffee. Um, yeah. So it's not a deal breaker. Like I right. think. I mean, so, we could have gone with Western Bank, and they could have done the same thing. Yeah. But um, I think part of the reason this is just my hunch on it. Hunch, right. Uh, is that is that is hunch an important word? Hunch pig. What's it got to do with hunch pigs? Oh boy. Uh. So I have a hunch that okay. the reason why they might sell it off is because it's actually a really good rate. Yes. So they're not going to make a lot of money off of it right. themselves. Um, but some other company might, you know, yeah. be more interested in it for some reason. I don't know. This, I mean, I don't understand how it works on under the hood, but um, under the hood, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I could use a bunch of metaphors here. Yeah. Um, it's hidden away. Yeah, I don't understand how it works, but like, does the value change depending on like your payment history or does the value of what your debt? Um, like when you're starting out, presumably it's just based on your credit score and a other past history. But as you pay off the loan, right, you gain equity in the in the property. Right. Does that make the debt worth more to other people? Oh. Uh, because it's like more of a sure bet. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Keep... It lessens the risk, right? Of right of the loan. Um, yeah. Whereas, like at the beginning, presumably, and actually, presumably, they're worth the most right at the beginning. Well, there's the most risk versus reward. Yeah, because um, I think you're you're paying off more interest. Like as yes. as you. Okay. 
Okay. So this is actually what amortization is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we received some some fun feedback from uh, from a friend of the show. It's a um, Matthew. Matt in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, so amortization <laughs> describes basically the schedule uh, in which yeah you pay more interest up front, right? And it maybe the, okay. So I think this it's might the, be why the it, death of the loan. It's the death of the interest. Oh, of the interest. Maybe right because yeah. you start out paying a lot of interest compared yeah. to your principal. And I it often, kind of swings at some point, yeah. and you start really paying down the loan later. Yep. Um, I often refer to interest <clears throat> as isation. Is a what? Amortization. Oh. A death of interest. Yeah. So if you just take off the death part. Yeah. It must mean interest. Isation. <laughs> wow. That's how words work. Wow. That's why we're friends. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's important. No, it's never important. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's exciting. Anyway, we... Closing date. We potentially have a house. Uh, we're going to close in mid-May if all goes well. Yep. Um, and then we'll be recording Hunchback Studios. will be relocating. Oh yeah. Um, to a town, which I am. Yeah. I'm so I'm struggling about. It's by the sea, isn't it? It is by it's, it's on the ocean. Yeah. I was planning to bring my, um, my <laughs> your wife flip-flops. and child. My nice. what? I said your flip flops. My but... flip flops. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> wife yeah, and child. Bring your wife and child. Um, and then, um, I presume my wife and my child and your wife and your child mm. will all go to the sea. To the sea. And watch it <laughs> while we're recording. Um, and then yeah, they'll that's come, an option. they'll come back. Uh, you'll make us a barbecue every weekend. Yes. <laughs> As in construct you a grill. As in. For you to take home. <laughs> there's, there's a thumb creeping a... into the room. And it, we and have we have some real time listener feedback uh, uh, from a Katie in Massachusetts that Katie does want to watch the sea, and it's just the emoji thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all good. Yep. So we'll do that. I so yeah. So I'm struggling with how I'm going to pronounce um, this town that we may live in. Okay, uh, I know how to pronounce it. So. <laughs> Do you want to take a shot first? Yeah, it's I... Swamp Scott. Swamp Scott. <laughs> because so it's that's, that's... the word swamp. Right. And then the word Scott. Okay. Put together. Swamp Scott. Sure. That sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah. If I had no other context. Um, so <laughs> the way the locals pronounce it is dropping the P and um, replacing the O with an I? Swim? No, the, the O, not the A. <laughs> oh, okay. Swam... Skit? Yeah, Swamskit. Swamskit? Swamskit. Swamskit. Why? So, this is... Swamskit. <laughs> Why would you not spell it? All right. Swamskit. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so isn't, isn't it name, named after a guy called Scott? You Did know, everyone call him Skit? It's not. It's actually, it's, not. it's, it's based off of a Native American word. Oh. Or it is a Native American word. Okay. Maybe, so I'm Skit. That. That they spelt wrong. Means 
Yes. <laughs> that means red rock. Red, red rock. Red rum. <laughs> Not red rum. Okay, so this brought me to an idea Okay, where I thought it might be fun, uh, where I spell out a name of a Massachusetts town or city. Okay, can I see the word? That might help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can see the word, and then... Um, You'll tell me how you, it's actually pronounced. You try to pronounce it. Okay. Okay. Um, this is... Uh, We'll start out... Uh, Unique hunch pig feature. Yeah. We'll start out with something easy. So we have... And a- over. A-N-D-O-V-E-R. Oh, but it says how it's... It's Andover. Do you see the... Yeah. I see the big red letters that yeah, tell you how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's red because that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> so, darn it. Uh, Andover. But you would guess... Amsbury? Sorry, no. You, you would guess Andover. Yeah, Andover. Okay. Uh... But it's, this is like, it's, I've heard other people pronounce it, I think. Is it like Hanover? No, this one's no. actually pretty simple. Okay. It's Andover. It's, it's Andover. Andover. But that's what it was in red. Yeah, okay, that's a dumb one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amsbury. Okay. Okay, Here, here's okay. one. Here's okay. one. B-E-V- Beverly. E-R-L-Y. That's Beverly. Okay. <laughs> Beverly. Beverly? Beverly. No. Going up to Beverly, Beverly. <laughs> no, that's just B E V L Y. That's just people saying it wrong. Well, you know, <laughs> to each his own. That's Beverly. There are other places right. called Beverly. D A N V E R S. Danvers. Say it again. Danvers. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. <laughs> that's because that's how it's spelt. Danvers. 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 <laughs> Danvers. <laughs> yeah, with a Z. Um. Okay. Okay. G L O U Gloucester, C E S C. You've been here too long. Yeah, but also that's an English. Oh yeah, town, <laughs> region, city. Um, is that in Scotland? Gloucester, or is that in England? I'm pretty sure it's um, in England. I don't really know. Okay, uh, could be in Scotland. Let me what, check. What's this one? Were you expecting me to say like Gloucester or something? Well, I mean, it looks like Gloucester. <laughs> right i mean if we're being literal um looks like gloucester yeah i mean it's okay um if it's pronounced wrong but it comes from where i grew up okay cool <laughs> i'm glad the rules are <laughs> straightened out here <laughs> all right all right um yes yeah, a city in england cool I don't think I've ever been there. Good to know. I've definitely never been there. What about this one? It's near Bristol. Which one? I don't see one. What are you doing? I'm going to write it out. Oh God, what is that? It's witchcraft. What the fuck? It's B-I-L-L-E-R-I-C-A. Billa... Billers? B-I-L-L-E-R-I-C-A. <laughs> this just sounds silly. Bilerica? That so when I moved here, that was my guess. Bill Erica. Bilerica. Yeah, Bill Erica. No. What it's is it? Bill Ricca. Bill Ricca. Bill Ricca. Bill <laughs> So it's like Bill B-I-L-E Ricca. R-I-C-A. <laughs> the E is forgotten. It's forgotten. 
Balerica. It's Balerica. Yeah. Bill and Erica Bill and founded Erica. it in <laughs> 17. Yeah. Oh, talking about towns that are named after Scott. Have you heard of Scottsdale in... Um... I have. Okay. Arizona. So in Arizona, there's a, um, I guess, city called Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, right next to Phoenix. And originally, it was called Orangedale. Okay. Okay. And then a guy called Scott came into town and shot Mr. Orange. Whoa. And renamed it Scottsdale. Whoa. <laughs> he just waltzed in. Totally won. Shot the guy who, I guess, was king of the town. <laughs> king of the town. Yep. And then just announced, from now on, <sighs> this isn't Orangedale. This is Scottsdale. This is wow. my fucking Dale. What, what was the time frame of that? Was this like in the Old West? Yes. So I mean, it kind of still is the Old I West. I like to, well, yeah. But I like to think that uh, they were both sheriff, like it was a sheriff. <laughs> I don't right? I really he came don't into town, shot the sheriff, and became the sheriff slash, you know. Didn't shoot the deputy. Namesake of. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Did not shoot the deputy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> the deputy was Dale. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was, first it was Orange and Dale, then it was Scott and Dale. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So, during the offer process for the house, mm. there was, um, we were told, so, I don't know, there's a lot of deception, or potential deception, that yeah. goes around this whole offer, bidding, yeah, I don't like it. process. It's not transparent. Right. You don't know what's happening. You're told things that Opaque. you can believe or not. It's what? Opaque. Opaque, yes. Uh-huh. So, um, okay. Yeah. So we were told from the seller's agent, right. Or hinted at that mm. we are expecting another offer. So this place had been on the, oh, yeah. this, is... this place had been on the market for 75 days, Yeah, which is an eternity in this, in the Boston real estate market. Yeah. Like they, like most places go, not most places, but a lot of places go for two or three days and they're gone. Yeah. A weekend basically. And they're closed or not closed, but they're. There's a accepted offer on Tuesday after right. open houses over the weekend. Yeah. This place had been on the market for 75 days. Yeah. And then, and then they all have, of a sudden she's like, oh, we have another offer we're expecting today as well. So, you know, yeah. Uh, just keep that in mind if you try to lowball us or if you try to yeah. whatever. And um, what you should have done is said like, well, I guess, you know, we'll let the other guys have it. Well, <laughs> our agent was pretty good because yeah. he was like, well, when is their offer going to come in? Yeah. And, and, uh, she said, well, I don't know, you know, maybe midday sometime. And he's like, well, what if we, um, what if we make our offer expire in a half an hour? (laughs) And she said, please don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. Um, but it was good. It was, it was, uh, I feel like we were, we were negotiating well. Like we, yeah, I felt like we weren't getting screwed. Like, I felt like we yeah. were in a good position in this, like in this town, in this kind of market, right. market of Boston, we could be a little more aggressive with our negotiation. Like, so I guess this is a, this is a, um, an interesting art to mm-hmm. negotiating. Yep. Like, uh, really. And I guess this is realists jobs, right? Is everyone, um, really good negotiations means that nobody feels like they've been screwed. Yeah. But even if they have 
<laughs> right. Yes. Yes. This yes. is the thing. This is the trick. Like. <laughs> yeah. No. That's a. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. Right. Um, um, which I think probably happened. Yeah. Time. And it's like uh, when we sold our house in Arizona, we mm-hmm. certainly didn't feel like we got screwed, and I'm right. sure the buyer was happy of our house well. was really happy as well. Yeah. But I can't help but imagine in the back of my mind both realtors. Yeah. Who both profit out right, of this. Right, right. Regardless of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just, you know... Yeah, yeah. Rubbing their hands together, being like, ha, ha, ha. Yep. Like, I, what does that negotiation actually look like? Well... Like, you imagine <laughs> each party going into a room and, like, aggressively fighting for... Yeah, yeah. ...the person they're in, but... So you're talking about the conflict of interest... Right. ...with... Both of the realtors. Yeah, I'm imagining these two realtors going into a room and being like, okay, well, like, realistically, what can we get away with here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because the the seller's agent is more aligned, like, I mean, pessimistically, they're more aligned with um, the seller's motive of get the highest price because then I get the highest percentage of commission. But the buyer also gets... The buyer's agent also gets a cut. Right, uh, so of the of a percentage of the total price. So the buyers, um, so I imagine the seller is going in like, okay, what's the like? My ceiling is mm-hmm. as high as this will go. Yep. How much will your client fork out? Right, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it does make you wonder what kind of back conversations happen? Yeah. Um, so have I talked about Redfin at all on this uh, delightful? Yes, you have podcast. Okay, so. Um, TLDR, the, the gist of it is that we went with Redfin for the buyer's agent yep. portion and the Redfin is a, it's like a, it's a website it's like, like Zillow, like, like Zillow. Right. Uh, that's one part of it. But the other part of it is they actually are a licensed, uh, real estate agency in every state of yeah. the country. So you've done some amazing things. Like they do free homeowners lessons and like guides to buying and yeah, yeah. Um, Trying to get more people yep. into uh, buying houses. Coworker Chris from Massachusetts um, pointed me towards Redfin. Ah. He went to one of these free classes, which is basically a free lunch and drinks. Yeah. And they do a presentation. They offer up time for questions. And it's just really laid back and really mm. awesome. I highly recommend it. Um, Sounds suspiciously like the strategy timeshare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People use it does, but you're not you're not obligating. Anything. I mean, that's just <laughs> um, that's like they do. They make you feel really good and whatever. But yeah, the the point I wanted to make was that their motivations are different um, for the buyers agents because they don't get the whole commission for the sale. Mm. They Redfin, Redfin has figured out that um, since we're a big company, we can take a smaller cut. Partially because they're a big company, but also because they um, they realize that you know the six percent of of real estate has been like the the standard rate for the agents yep. like cut the commission, and that six percent has stayed constant um, forever, forever basically since yeah. I don't know fifty years or something. And prices but have gone prices up. have gone up astronomically, like right. way past inflation. Yep, to the point where. A smaller percent is still completely sustainable for a, for an agency to take. Right. Um, so they take much less and offer you a uh, kickback in the form of like a refund. Right. So we get a nice, you know, couple thousand dollar check 
um, for using at Redfin. The, yep. After, yeah. after closing, we get a kickback from them. And so the buyer's agent is actually paid on salary from mm. Redfin. Nice. And health insurance, all that stuff is paid normally. Um, so they, they're salaried employees, which might be a small salary, but they get bonuses based on um, surveys, like right. satisfaction surveys uh, from the customers. So they're trying to make it more, make the, um, the motives more aligned Yep. and trying to make the, the really opaque industry a little more transparent, which yep. is pretty cool. Hmm. So, um, highly recommended Redfin. They're what? not, they're not a sponsor, but they should be if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. You should, um, us anyway what's funny is the free lunch they gave me is cost way more than what a sponsorship <laughs> of this episode would have been. oh have you heard of bears bears yeah yes and you heard of you've heard of dogs dogs yes have you heard of bear dogs bear dogs <laughs> that's my reaction oh no these are happily extinct happily are they happy that they're extinct? <laughs> I'm happy okay. that they're extinct. Whew. Bear dogs. Bear dogs. Um, someone, I have a lot of questions. Someone mentioned it in passing. Um, ooh, ooh. They're like a mix, you know. It's basically a, a dog. Yeah. But with the general shape of a bear. <laughs> okay. So there's small, so smaller of, bears and bigger dogs. Yes. That are just kind of like bulky yep. and have scary claws yep and teeth and just strong yes <laughs> and um okay i think they went extinct because they uh needed more food <laughs> i thought you were gonna say because everyone was afraid of them <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> just ran the other way and they could never yeah yeah catch any prey wow bad dogs what so they couldn't find food basically yeah they were i think they were um did they only they were want to outright eat, carnivals? They only wanted to eat babies or something, <laughs> or like what? What was the specific type of food that they um, couldn't find? Just animals in general, yeah. and the food chain. Um, dogs, bears. I assume right. they ate dogs and bears to yeah. become the way that they were. I mean, that's how we became human, right? Mm. Evolution. <laughs> Evolution by eating. <laughs> you are what you eat. Yeah, I've been told that. It's like Kirby. so. If you eat a bear and you eat a dog. What are you but a bear dog? <laughs> have you had bear steak? I, I don't even know if that's a thing. I have not had bear steak. I, I have some friends thing. who have killed bears. Okay. Um, and then eaten them? I don't know. I mean, what about do you that. do with a bear? You tell people that you killed it. Um, I think they but, probably did do something processed. I bet they processed the bear into some sort of a food. Maybe bear huh. jerky. I could see there being a bear jerky. Right. Um, the makeup of bear would be very different depending on when you killed it. The makeup, like... Like, like I mean, just after winter, they've lost all their fat. Mm. Right, right, right. That whole hibernation thing, yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. Why? Okay. I guess that's, that's the thing. I don't know, like... I feel like if I ever went hunting, mm -hmm. I'd kill something and then be like, oh, now what? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, I feel like a lot of people do that with fishing, too. I got one. <laughs> oh, I, it's on the hook. Uh, didn't think this far ahead. I put the worm on. I could put the worm on. That was good. Yeah. Ugh. Even that's that looks, like, yeah, I feel weird about that. Yeah, like I, I feel holding like this wriggling. That was part of my um, thing, and then hooking it. Yep, that was part of my kind of country uh, upbringing. I think was, okay. it was like this this thing you had to get over, right? As a kid, you would have to be okay with inflicting inflicting suffering on. Yeah, it was this kind of creatures weird... much smaller than you. Yeah, it's strange thinking back on because you know I would I would go fishing with my grandpa and he was very um just a very like calm quiet gentle soul kind of a guy yeah um and very at one with nature like appreciated nature more than right a lot of people yeah um especially like growing like i grew up you know next to a beautiful lake and um lots of like campgrounds and forests and right really beautiful scenery and stuff and I think he appreciated that more. Like it's it's easy to get used to like where you're from, like right. where you grew up, and like yep, not, take it for granted. Yeah, exactly. But I think he really appreciated that. And um, they saw like he grew up, you know, during the depression, and they saw this man-made lake yeah. was formed out of the Great Depression workers. You know the right. Um, I forget the all the FDR programs, but. Um, they made this lake from scratch and now it's this beautiful park and yeah he really appreciated that so i would go fishing with him there and it's just funny to think of the juxtaposition of that and then like having to kill this little worm on a hook yeah um not i mean you're not even killing it oh that's true you're just inflict and then you (laughs) throw it into water where presumably it will eventually drown right so yeah I mean, that's what would usually happen is I would, I would hook it and it's been pissed, cast it's it a few times drowned. and then would just look really limp and sad <laughs> and kind of like a very pale, oh. you know, uh, resemblance of, and then eaten by a fish. Usually not. Usually not. <laughs> usually not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Good memories. But yeah, I remember <laughs> they are, they are good. But, uh. Yeah, I do remember being afraid of of that part and just like eh. more afraid, like less like oh I'm I care about this worm like that right. wasn't, yeah, that yeah. wasn't that's a not a, yeah it was more like this is good. this is slimy and now it's oh, it's bleeding and pooping when I put it on the hook and mm. yeah yeah um, fun stuff <laughs> shall we intermish I guess we should um, before we do I wanted to tell you something funny um, that I heard. Uh, about the 2002 Winter Olympics. 2002. I think so. Okay. 2002 Winter Olympics. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is um, the speed skating yeah. event. Yes. Okay. Um, this is Australia is uh, in this event and they are not doing great. Right. There's not a lot of ice in Australia. <laughs> So this isn't surprising. Sure. Um, and this guy is basically in last place the whole race. Okay. Right? So it's kind of like a Jamaican bobsled team. Exactly. Kind of this is the opposite yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, in, he's managed to make it through to the semifinal. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, he basically gets uh, obstructed near the beginning of the race by another um, skater. Yeah. And the, I guess they have referees, decides that, um, okay, this was an obvious obstruction. We've looked at your time and determined that you would have made it into the final. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, fuck yeah, this is great. Like, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Okay. And so he gets, he gets into the final and he is like a significant distance behind everyone <laughs> yeah. for the entire race. Yep. And he's just, they're going round and round. They have so many laps to do. <laughs> and on the final lap, the guy that obstructed him wipes out <gasps> and takes out every skater oh my gosh. in the race. I think I have seen that. And okay. beca- because he's so far behind everyone, <laughs> he doesn't get taken out. <gasps> yeah. And he goes past everyone and gets gold. That is amazing. And it's their first, like, Australia's first gold medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the Winter Olympics. And it, the look on his face, he's just like, fuck, yes! He's <laughs> so excited. And um, now he, like, goes, he travels around Australia, like, doing motivational talks <laughs> um, to, like, kids in high schools and things. Uh... And his talk basically consists of, you know, fuck, I mean, turn up, someone might cock up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you never know. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, I mean showing up is a big is a big part of Yeah, just fucking show up. Yeah. Show up. <laughs> cool. I like it. Intermission. Yep. I mean, what do we do but show up? <laughs> you know, every week consistently. One week we'll walk away with gold. So, yeah, we have another bottle of my beer that we're going to open. Block Party Amber Ale. Mm. Oh, man. So good. Wow. You can hear the... Yeah. Hear the carbonation. Mm. Cheers. I'm so pleased with it. Yeah. Ah, it's good. I'll never brew beer again. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> Once. <laughs> yeah. You're going to chase that high. Yep. Um, And it's surprising because it was so lackadaisical. How so? Oh, in the uh, bubbling... Well, in the brewing process. It's like I felt that so many things I didn't check. Mm -hmm. So it's like... um, there are all these brewing guides talking about like checking the gravity, making sure that it's done with its first fermentation before you yep, move yep, on. Yep. Some beers have a second fermentation. Right. Um, I mean, it was like, I put a bunch of ingredients into a fucking great big pot. Made a soup. That I kind of boiled. Right. For an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I had to cool it down, which I felt 
I didn't do fast enough yeah. and I had no idea what was happening and <laughs> that was a fucking nightmare. And then I poured it into another, into a bucket. <laughs> and then, um, like the lid wasn't on. Right. For that's, a couple of days. That's why you're like, it's not bubbling. It's not doing anything. Yeah. But the lid was actually just. But I hadn't pushed the lid down properly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it wasn't airtight. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, this is just a fucking nightmare. And <laughs> then I put the lid down. I don't even know when, like 48 hours after it had started. Yep. And then it was bubbling like crazy. And then it stopped dead <laughs> for over a week. Right. I think there might be a, a parenting analogy here because. I so I've brewed a, a lot of batches. Yeah. Um and I've become less and less worried about like seemingly major pro- like issues. <laughs> right? Yeah. I the first yeah, the first like five batches I did I was like, "Oh man, I got to check everything. I got to Oh, that temperature was off by a few degrees." Like, I yeah. don't know, just really worried about every step of the way and then it kept turning out fine. <laughs> and then at some point I was like, "You know what? Fuck it." And someone, someone, I forget who told me this, but beer wants to be beer kind of thing. Like, it's just like, right. You're just kind of there to supervise like nature. Right. Just having its way with this grain. Yeah. You know, like just, just supervise. I don't know. (laughs) You can't, you can try to control it, but as a home brewer, there's only so much you can really do. Right. Even if you do it perfectly, it's like not a controlled environment. It's not. Yeah. You know, you don't know um, what will happen. Right. So it's it's kind of a nice I could see there being a parenting thing here where it's like you can tr- you can try to control and try to like constrain this thing but it's just going to be nature. Yeah. You know, it's going to whatever, it's going to do its thing. <laughs> you can guide it. You can you can not mess it up. Yeah. Like you can you can try not to ruin it, yes. you know, and try to let it <laughs> don't be like dipping blossom. your finger in it and Yeah. Like... You're right. Um, don't <laughs> drop it. Don't, you know, just very basic yeah. things that, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, so the, the craft beer. So there's this, uh, store called craft beer cellar. Uh, oh yeah. This is like, the place near like, your new house. Yeah. Like basement cellar. Yeah. But Oh, kind of a kind of a little pun, yeah. pun there because it's they, they're selling. They're selling. Craft beer cellar. How do they spell it? Like a cellar with a, uh, <laughs> yeah, like cellar. Okay, with a C. Yeah. Um, do you pronounce those differently? No. So, okay, I have to always check now because I'm always paranoid about the way you pull, pronounce. pull, 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 don, 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 <laughs> all the same. Um, yeah, craft beer cellar. It's a chain. I think it's a regional chain. Mm. Um, maybe it's maybe it's national. I don't even know. But yeah. Um, there's one in Belmont. There's one in Cambridge. There's one, kind of, they're kind of scattered along. Yep. The suburbs of Boston. But they have some um, really local stuff. Um, they have yeah, they have a lot of good local selection. And so this other beer I'm looking at, I haven't tried yet, but it's from Lynn, which is the town over from Swampskit. Yeah, I mean it's not that far. It's really um, close to here, even. Yeah, yeah, past Revere. Yeah, Revere Lynn. Um, brewery called bent water also mm. not a sponsor but could do yeah. so um <laughs> but yeah so they have a good selection and then they also have homebrew ingredients oh interesting so so you can a mile up the street yeah i can go buy some extra malt oh, they have hops and yeast there that's so convenient it's great yeah, yeah. compared to Woburn, like Woburn is i think the the nearest 
I would pronounce um, that Woburn. I always, yeah. It's always weird when... W-O-B-R-N. Yeah. Woburn. Um, like you're going there on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're trying to woo someone and it went badly. <laughs> oh, Woburn. Oh, sick Woburn. <laughs> wow. Um, or like it's a wound and a burn. <laughs> you know? I mean, a burn is a wound. Yeah. <laughs> like you get stabbed with a hot knife you know it's like oh woo bird i mean that would be better because it would oh, cauterize the... yeah, yeah. Oh, okay well better in one way <laughs> worse in another way <laughs> um cool but yeah i think i didn't i didn't look at all the prices i assume it's probably more expensive than kind of the bigger homebrew stores because mm. it was kind of like a little shelf of stuff and right you know yeah probably low um i mean i guess if they have a shelf of that stuff there must be a fair amount of home brewing going on in swamp scott uh (laughs) swamp scott um yeah i don't know i don't know they also just um opened up like a month and a half ago ah so maybe not i think they're just feeling out um the community still but yeah um you're basically gonna be their only customer (laughs) maybe yeah for a while keep them afloat no i'm sure there's I'm sure there's a little pocket of homebrewing out there um so that's cool i'm excited to have a little uh, yeah. local local homebrew shop sounds fun um they didn't have a whole lot of you know options a whole lot of options but you can brew the simple stuff anyway yeah did you see the smell dating um <laughs> link i threw in slack smell dating i i clicked on it <clears throat> So yes, I did see it and I clicked on it. Um, did you? I t- did you look into what's it actually what's actually involved? No, let's let's assume I don't know anything about it. Okay, which is pretty close. So this is a service in New York, a new service for dating people. Oh no, for finding your perfect match. Yeah. So what they'll do uh-huh. is they'll send you a T-shirt. You wear this shirt for three days and three nights without deodorant. You return the shirt to them in a prepaid envelope. Is anyone going to notice you at work wearing the same shirt? Yeah, for three, three days. Like, what are you doing? I'm trying to score a date. Do you have to? <laughs> do you have to take a like a long weekend off and just like? <laughs> just, I got to wear my shirt. Fester in your Ugh. own filth. Okay, sorry. Continue. You wear the shirt three days and three nights without deodorant. You return it. They'll then chop up this T-shirt into swatches. Oh. And they'll send these swatches to people. And you'll receive a package full of swatches. <sighs> and you smell the swatches, knowing nothing else about the person yeah, you're sniffing. Yeah. And you'll decide from that who you like. And if they have picked your smell as a smell they like, yeah, they'll set up a... A meeting for the two of you. Can you still go to this website or was it just April Fool's? Yeah, I'm there right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. I didn't even post it on Blue. April 1st. So here's a question I have. Is it considered hitting the jackpot when you get the armpit swatch? <laughs> like, is that is that what you're shooting for? Or That's is that, the best one. Or is that not good? Like... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's smell dating. So, like, apparently 
presumably you'd want the most but i don't know right i don't know so i mean Bill. they on their site they link to a bunch of studies talking about how um like there's how gross it is no about how your sense of smell is will actually determine a lot and more often than not if you like the smell of someone um that's your body telling you that you like their genetics i guess Wow. And so there will be a natural attraction there. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I mean, also, also, yeah. yeah, you know, people who are into smelling other people are the only people who will use the service. So you already have something in common. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, this is one of the things about um, niche dating sites. Right. Is that you're both in that niche. Farmers only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or... What is it? Christian Mingle or something? Christian Mingle, yeah. Or like, um, oh, I heard about a geek one the other day. I'm sure there's more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But it's like that, I mean, that's a practical guarantee that you're going to get on with almost anyone using that service. Yeah, I mean, I guess the nice thing, right, it would be a lot worse if it was a one-sided thing. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. If you turned up for a first date. And, and it's like, oh, I've already smelled you. Yeah. But you haven't smelled me. Like, that's that's an awkward start. Like, how did you smell me? Like, oh, I just cut up your shirt and did a bunch of swatches. Well, and someone else. Someone else did. Send, sent me Yeah, sent me a your, sample. Your, your sample. And so that's how I know that we're compatible. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Right. So it's not like you're embarrassed in this case because it's like, oh, we've smelled each other. Right. We're both weird. We both have this weird start. Yeah. So hmm. I imagine it's hit rates is really good. Because hmm. if you decide, okay, I'm, this is something I'm willing to try, <laughs> then so is the other person. <laughs> I also see as a, see it as a like social commentary on how dating sites don't work or like how they are kind of... They're mostly, um, what's the word? Superficial? Not, yeah, superficial. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, we both like right. this movie. So we have these categories. Oh, you were going to this to this question. Right. Yeah. Um, so I see it as kind of like a little, I don't know if it's meant to be, but I see it as like a jab at like, well, let's try this because who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting. Um, and there's all the anecdotes about, you know, opposites attract. So don't, you don't want to find someone who's just like you. Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> huh. I like it. Smell dating. Smell dating. Dating. D-A-D-I-N-G. Um, I feel good about that. I would try it, I reckon. <clears throat> yeah. It sounds easier, like just wearing a t-shirt for three days sounds easier than developing a profile. Mm. That sounds exhausting. Uh, Real-time listener feedback from uh, Jess in Massachusetts. Mm. <laughs> why, are you, why would you try a dating site? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, Jess has often spoken about um, how she's intrigued by the idea of speed dating. 
Oh, yeah. And how she feels like that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> she wants basically speed dating, but for friends or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> adult friends. Not. Um, oh, that makes it. Well, adult. <laughs> you know, Adult anything. Yeah. Adult. Yeah. I don't think you need. It's a weird word. You don't need to specify that. Should we break that up? Adult. There's not much there. <laughs> we could break up adultery, though. Okay, so adult. Well, adultery is a, when people act like adults. Okay. Right. Adult means child. Oh. So, so adult. Adult. Means adult. The opposite of child or, or right. anti-child. Anti-child. Yeah. The anti-child. <laughs> anti-child. <laughs> right. So sounds... adultery adult. is the act of being anti-child. Yeah. Exactly. Doing things that a child would never do. Don't do. Right. We hope. Huh. Okay. Adultery. So, <laughs> but it's a weird, yeah, because people say, act like an adult. And are they saying, go have sex with someone random? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's very different to say, right. act like an adult or commit adultery. Like, those are two different statements. Right. I mean, that's also like a very culture-specific thing. What is? The idea that adultery is bad. Right. Like, there are very sexually liberated um, cultures that believe that having sex is the best way to do anything. <laughs> it's to get to know someone, to... Yeah. Smell um, someone. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. And sex is just like a thing you do with lots of people. Hmm. Where are these? I mean, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not You're going. Not, no, I, you want. I'm just curious. One way ticket. Where, what, where, what you're talking about. Um, As I mean, an American. I think very, it's a very. Um, there's an island in the Asias, I want to say. Okay. Um, I could tweet a link to a YouTube video talking <laughs> about it. But when you Where say it's, when you someone say... talks about the most sexually repressed cultures versus the most sexually um, free, free, yeah, huh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's a little misleading to say that it's culture. I mean, it is technically culturally specific, but I think it's very wild, widely accepted. Um, I mean, monogamy isn't wildly accepted. It's not. I mean, uh, like, um, a lot of Arabic nations have, um, what is it called? The thing Mormons do when they have multiple wives. Let's um, be clear. When I say the thing Mormons do, I don't actually think yeah, that that's true right. anymore. Uh, it is in, a, in some small cases. Right. Uh, polygamy. 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 Right. right. Polygamy is common in parts of Africa and uh, in a lot of Arabic countries. Right. Um, I have jokingly blamed terrorism on polygamy <laughs> uh, because we're split like 50-50 and if I lived in a country where there were no women and <laughs> uh, the prospect of getting 40 virgins yeah. seems unlikely. Uh, well, in the afterlife seems like a good promise. Oh. If I'm surrounded by... Got it. Yeah. You're like, the ratio down here... Is, it's not great. Is, I want the opposite. Right. Yeah. Um, I went to the wrong college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, I mean, monogamy isn't. It's not global. No. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in the Western world, I think maybe it's fair to say that it's why 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 am I trying to say wildly or widely widely, widely. Yeah. accepted. Those um, all pronounced differently. Wildly? <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear it's the same. Wildly, 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 wildly. <laughs> wildly coded. Yeah. Uh, Is huh. he wild or wide? He's wild. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was your point with that? Oh, with what? <laughs> it's been a long episode. <laughs> okay, let's talk about um, space. Space. When people first went into space, still today, like, um, NASA very strictly schedules everything. Every task that you do Mm -hmm. um, has, like, a very strict timeline in which they account for how long it's going to take you to complete that. And you're constantly checking in. Okay. Um, So, uh, do they take into account the time that it takes to constantly check it? Yes. Okay. Yep. (laughs) That's built in. Yeah, that's built in. Okay. But originally, something that wasn't built in is what is now called or time. Or? Yeah, A-W-E. Oh. So or time was not scheduled for. Okay. And so, you know, uh, people would go up into space and they'd have to do like a spacewalk uh-huh. where they get out and, yeah, you know, play with some equipment on the outside of the vessel. Yep. And, you know, they'd basically get out and be like... I'm in space. <laughs> the f- there's the world. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. in front of me, everything. And all, and all the simulations are just like, okay, I'm just going to do exactly I'm what just going to get do. out. I'm going to go over here. Push this button. <laughs> do that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And, and they get up there. They like, get up there. What? Oh. And so that, actually that wasn't scheduled for. <laughs> and so everything was off. <laughs> yep. Yep. They'd immediately be like, they took out fucking like, the human factor. Basically yes. Of. And NASA freaked out about this. (laughs) Um, And so they now schedule for that. Yeah. They say, like, you're going to guess out. You're going to have five minutes of just, like, what is even happening here? Yep. Where am I? This is incredible. Wow. That's cool. You know, taking selfies. (laughs) Yeah. I like that idea. Um, Yeah. Scheduled all time. (laughs) (laughs) We should have that every day. You know, all time. Yeah. Yeah. Just we should schedule that. Yeah. I mean, that's probably no. I mean, our, I was going to say that's what meditation is, but I don't think that's what meditation is. Yeah. Um, we don't strictly schedule every activity we do, though, here on Earth. Uh, well, well, not all of us. No, some people do. Um, GTD. <laughs> um, so I was listening to uh, Hello Internet. Have you heard of that? I podcast? have not. It's a podcast uh, where one man has a British accent and the other man doesn't. Hunchback? <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah? It's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's a copycat. A, it's extremely popular. Um, ah. Because the formula is great. Uh, obviously. Um, that's all you need to know. But they've been talking about consciousness. Um, okay. They were talking about the, uh, the, the Google, Google's uh, AI. Oh, the AlphaGo. That, Beat the yep, beat yep. the best Go player in the world. He's like second or third. Four games, okay, but yeah, crushed the him. rankings move like crushed him pretty much like four to one, four games to one. Yep, um, which I'm glad the human won one game. Like yes. that, that feels good. <laughs> um, 
a shutout would have been rough. Yeah. But uh, he said he didn't enjoy playing mm. um, because one of the things uh, AlphaGo uh, did that you don't experience with a human player is basically every turn uh, the AlphaGo um, algorithm would just ignore everything that had happened previously. Yep. And it would say, what is the current state of the board right now? Mm-hmm. And what is the move that is going to lead me closer to victory? Mm. And, um, you know, the human player said that this this is exhausting because mm. basically the AI will play multiple conflicts across the board. Okay. So it will be like, okay, I'm going to fight for territory in the top right-hand corner. Yep. And the human player will be like, well, I've got to react to that because so- that's the last thing that happened. <laughs> so it seems very scatterbrained. Right. It seems like a scatterbrain approach that the AI is doing because it's not it's not like a continuous they don't like follow through with the same strategy. It's right. always it's always switching. Yeah. And kind of whereas you don't know, you don't know like you can't you can't predict right as easily because humans have a, maybe a more continuous well, like, oh, I'm going to like stick with this plan a little yeah. longer. But the machine is like, you know what? Nope. It can like be more agile yes. and completely adjust. And he was saying, like, when, you, when you're playing against a human player, there's this, um, I guess, almost like a social contract <laughs> that, okay, we've started a conflict over here. Yeah. And we're going to continue for a while <clears throat> until, you know, it's in a sort of determined state. Right. And then there's a very strategic element of when do I move away from that mm. conflict to start a conflict somewhere else. Whereas when he's playing against an AI, the AI is like, I'm just going to fucking do the best move. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every yeah. time. Interesting. Um, and he said that's like mentally so straining because he has to keep in his head, okay, ugh, fuck, there's this, bat- there's this front here, there's this front there, there's th- this weird thing going on in the middle where he occasionally just comes back to it. Yeah. And he, you have to keep... All of those three battles going. Interesting. So, so that brings me back to like, what was the goal of this project? Was the goal to be the most, to make the most human-like AI? Or was the goal to make the best uh, the, player? The goal was to make Go. the best player of Go. Yep. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see a version of it that was, that could also succeed against another human, but play more like a human. Right. You know? Yeah. Sort of a Turing test. Yeah, maybe they'll, like maybe they'll work on that. You don't actually know yep. that you're playing an AI. Yep. Where I it mean, sounds like this was obvious to him. Right. That, okay, these are not human-like moves. They're winning. So, They're beating me. Right. I mean, he but, said that he said the, the moves were human-like in and of themselves. Like each individual battle. Okay. There yeah. was... Right. He, it was definitely like, okay, I'm facing a very good player here. But the but the larger strategy... So the tactical yes. elements were very human-like. Yes. And it would play in a way that a really good human Go player would play. Right. But and higher it, level... And it seems like a small tweak to make to the AI. Yeah. Just say, you know, take into consideration um, the last move you made. Mm-hmm. And just give it a slightly higher probability that it's going to stick in that region. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of the so it still occasionally like moves a, like a perseverance mode right <laughs> persevere so, a little longer yeah with this like un, until the difference like 
There's a threshold. Yeah. Where it has Because I, I think it works out like the probability of each move um, leading it towards victory. Mm-hmm. And just say like until there's um, like a big enough gap. Yeah. Stick in this region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you hit that threshold, move somewhere else. Yep. Instead of just freely right. going wherever it makes sense. Yes. Like perfectly to do. Um, <clears throat> the other side is the other side of this is I'm sure if you tr- if a human trained against this kind of opponent, you'd develop that right strategy. Yeah, yeah. You'd just Ooh. like yeah. So we become the machines. Well, we become better. Right. Um, so. Uh, so the interesting part I thought of this conversation was they were talking about kind of, which is loosely related, but where does consciousness come from? Yes. At what point um, is something conscious? At what point is something conscious, which we've touched on before. Yep. Um, Terrifying. Yeah. Concept. Like our, <laughs> they talk about, you know, are our iPhones actually suffering every day as we command them to do all these things for us? Right. Where, what is the source of consciousness, which is a, the, one of the oldest philosophical questions I think has ever been posed. Yes. Um, you know, separation of mind and body, is there a separation or not? Right. And they talk about, <clears throat> um, one of the co-hosts of, the, of Hello Internet was saying that he thinks that, you know, consciousness is either derived from biology, it's just a fact of biology, Mm. like the the weight of a proton is a certain weight that's just a fact of nature mm. like it doesn't have to be i don't know we don't know why it's ex- that exact weight or whatever so but like sea sponges are just as conscious as um we are maybe yeah or like it's to do with your mass like whales would be more conscious than us yeah i don't know i don't know within the right. biology what his if what he, he, if he had an idea there, but basically, right. does it come from biology or does it come from the information processing yes. capability of something? Yeah. Right? Which maybe a sea cucumber can't process a lot of right. information in a seemingly intelligent way, but they're, they are biology. Right. <laughs> they are life that, you know, procreates and whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I thought that was interesting. Like, I never thought of of dividing it that way and thinking of, mm. because this thing processes information, is it conscious? Like, I, right. I don't know. So I could set up a, um, like, I could set up in a vacuum um, a system of tin cans on strings. Mm-hmm. And that system would be capable of processing information. We've done this with computers. Um, okay. Would that be considered conscious? Well... If, it, if the definition with, is capability of processing information. Would the tin cans actually work in a vacuum? Because the sound... You'd have a... Travel? Well, it's not to do with sound. Oh, okay. Um, it would be like pendulums, I guess. So the way you would process information is by um, swinging a single tin can. Okay. And that would hit, knock another tin can. Um, there's uh, actually a great YouTube video. So that's vid- like the simplest form of processing information. Like- right. There's a um, YouTube video of <clears throat> uh, setting up uh, dominoes to create a calculator. Mm-hmm. And so your inputs are two numbers and then the dominoes fall 
<laughs> and there's like and and uh, yeah. or gates the simplest gates of logic right yeah. and then they all fall down and at the end it gives you the answer yep that's a system that processes information right is that conscious uh no in my mind no right but the, yeah. but there's this this is the problem with ai is it gets to a gray area yes like there is definitely in my mind there is definitely a point where machines are conscious. Ooh, here's a question. Okay. What kind of being does it take to give a judgment on whether something else is conscious? Yeah. Conscious, right? Like, because that's what you're saying is that there isn't a great hard and fast definition of consciousness. For consciousness. Right. So there, there are, there, there is this spectrum of things that seem or don't seem conscious. Right. And we can't quite express where that line is but we can kind of feel it right in this way that is like oh no that's yeah that feels like something that is interacting with me in a in a genuine kind of independent way of the way it is structured physically right like there's something not something else but there's something i mean it's interesting because animals will interact with us right in ways and i even there there's still a question of consciousness like, at what point, like, are viruses conscious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're very simple. Right. Yeast? Uh, yeah. Making is, beer for us? Is that conscious? Is it trying to make us happy? Like, does it, <laughs> is it worried about how it's doing? Like, no. we're worried about how it's doing. Is it like, no. I don't know, is this beer going to be good? Like, maybe yeah. the yeast is thinking the same thing. It's not. Uh, <laughs> you just said there was a question. <laughs> I said there was a question of consciousness. I didn't, I, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're conscious, you're going to have worries. You're going to have <laughs> that's not hopes. That's not dreams. necessarily the definition of consciousness. Um, like, do, do dogs have hopes and dreams? I think on a small scale, they have dreams. Certainly, I think if you're talking about, I think they have aspirations. Sleep. I think they they have things that they want to do and want to accomplish. Right, but they live a, very much in the present. They don't. They won't think <clears> forward. Like, right. if I do this thing now, if I um, forego yeah. this right now, it will benefit me in the future. Uh, you, know, you know what else is like that? <laughs> Humans. I mean, uh, we, we do stupid, stupid things. Right. But there is the idea of, like, um, people will put stuff into their savings for some, a rainy day some of us some of us yeah no i agree that not everyone does it's a, it's a great area i mean everyone has that um we teach ourselves how to like okay if i don't have this now i can have something bigger later the marshmallow experiment <laughs> right do you know that uh, one? what about the lottery yeah everyone plays the lottery right it's a very simple idea i give up this small amount now and there is a chance that i will get a much larger amount in the future yeah that's a good example um yeah. Um, but the marshmallow example <laughs> right. shows that kids will, more often than not, right. take the, one marshmallow now instead of two marshmallows later. Yes. Because I think it's something that's learned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, or can be learned. Yeah. Whereas you're saying and, dogs cannot learn that. That's the difference? Yeah. Is that they... they... I mean, they can certainly mimic that behavior. Yeah. You can teach dogs, no, don't touch this food yet. 
and they'll wait until you give them twice as much, I guess, if that's the trigger. Yeah. Is this related to consciousness, though? You're saying that dogs might not be conscious because of this? No. It's more of a... It's more of a... Discipline? Right. Or like a... It's more... I don't think that's the definition of consciousness. One definition of consciousness I've heard is, are you capable of suffering? That's the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because that... Right. I think that is the most interesting definition because it ties very interestingly into morality and right yeah it's a big question yeah um dang yeah this this uh are we hurting these microphones we're we're putting signals through these wires that are going into that machine and like forcing it to calculate these numbers that have to do with the right the, the the wavelengths that i'm speaking into this this, um, I mean, is that the same with us? We, I mean, we accept inputs and it's not suffering to have accepted um, all inputs. <laughs> right. Uh, sorry, I'm like 13 years old. Um, <laughs> sounds, you know, certain sounds are unpleasant. Right. But there's an association there. We learn that. Right. Um <clears throat> At the start, we just want everything. Mm-hmm. And then we'll learn. We kind of filter. Yes. Um, we kind our, of learn. Preferences and yeah. our... I don't know. It's interesting. Um, it's fun. It's fun to... It's fun to be on that... To feel like we're on that brink of discovery. Right. Because... You heard about this Tay thing? Yeah. Microsoft's AI? Yeah. The, oh my gosh. It took 24 hours for us to teach it to be horrible yeah <laughs> so sad so microsoft released this uh twitter bot i mean is it a fancy twitter bot? Tw- yeah so it was a twitter bot called tay um that would have conversations it would target um i guess millennials 20 to 25 i think teenager is what they said so oh. um yeah they wanted this twitter bot to respond and mm-hmm. like a teenage girl right 16 year old teenage girl or something and just learn um from other people's responses, how it should interact yeah. with other people. Right. And, um, so I guess it had some preset or pre-trained right. um, behavior and kind of way of interacting. Right. But then, yeah, it was influenced by by the continuous interaction of other Twitter users replying yep. and talking to it. So <laughs> within, what, a day? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the horrible people of the internet had turned this bot into a Hitler loving neo-Nazi racist. Yeah. Monster. Right. Um, I don't think, um, maybe they weren't horrible people doing it, but they were trying to prove a point that yes, this is a naive, a naive thing. I, I don't know. And I think it, I don't think it is. Um, I mean, it, it seems important. Oh, okay. So are you implying that maybe I think this the, isn't a failure on the AI? No, this is not like a failed experiment. Oh, okay. I feel like this has come out with very valuable results on um, hmm. what happens when you approach this age group with something that will learn everything and begins hmm. completely innocent. Yeah, okay, maybe I dismissed it too quickly because I, it is interesting that, right, 
I mean, the fact that it can be influenced is actually very human. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, we... Hitler did come to power. Right. Through humans. Like, somehow. This is a... That was a thing that happened. Right. We don't quite understand it, but we know that it is sadly human. Right. I mean, if you imagine um, you took a child who was completely sheltered up until the age of 16 mm-hmm. and just introduced it to all teenagers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you, you would have this kind of breakdown. Yeah. Where, you know, we want to fit in. Right. And the way you do that is by observing others and, and how and, they behave. And, and how emulating they... them. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. I mean, this is a... I think, yeah, okay, so maybe that's... I didn't, maybe I didn't like parse my feelings enough about this. I think I was right. more just sad. Gut, gut reaction of <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, I was, or I was like digging deeper. I think I was just sad about the state of like how we are is kind of. But I think it's because we've like, we've grown and we went through that phase. Yeah. Where quite frankly, today I look back and I think, okay, I wasn't a great person. Right. Yeah, I was, but, I, was, I was a bully a little bit in, like, fifth and sixth grade yeah. to certain people. and You learn a lot. Yeah. Going through that. Yeah. And, yeah, you hopefully come out the other side different because of those experiences. Right, because you've seen how you can make other people suffer yes. through your... Actions and words. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, did so did, did Microsoft release any statement on like? No, I mean, they I did. think they just panicked. They deleted a lot of tweets. They um, yeah. did they take it down for a while and then yeah. bring it back or and then it didn't do well at all. Didn't do well in the sense that it got it had a breakdown. Oh, okay. Um, I guess. I mean, that's also a weird thing. Like, is is this thing conscious? <laughs> um, yeah. Because it, um, they turned it back on and then it just freaked out and started, after a short amount of time, it just started tweeting everyone that it had ever spoken to, just with the same message saying, you're talking too fast, give me a second, you're talking too fast, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, it totally... Which is not... Like, had a meltdown. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I'd like to explore, like... But AI a little more myself. Yeah. Uh, to understand to understand it more, I'd like to right. try to build something, even if it's, I mean, I'm sure, simple to start right. out. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, a really, a really great place to start is um, just building um, AI to win at games. Yeah. Because it's a very, like, constrained problem. How do I, you know... Do you... Do you ever worry that we'll be on the wrong side of history as programmers? Do you think we will ever be looked looked at as um, the troublemakers that started this whole thing or kept it going that eventually destroyed the world like Skynet? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think... Is that possible? Right. I think that there's no way to predict what will happen. Because I think we're creating something bigger than a single person. Mm-hmm. So um, the same way that um, apes cannot um, fathom what we do, mm-hmm. we will not be able to comprehend what AI 
what its motives are, what it wants to achieve, we will be simple compared to it. Um, like a monkey is pretty much incapable of creating a trap that we couldn't escape. Yeah. So I think that we're incapable of creating a like a constraint for AI. AI will find a way out. It's this interesting, and I think the simplest um, antithetical argument to that is, um, but we created it, so how can it be better than us? But like I mean, we've been will... doing that forever. We've been right. we've been creating tools to enhance and to embellish our own skills. Right. Right. So I mean, also, also, um, it's the same thing with like single-celled organisms. That's what we were created by. Mm-hmm. We are like a colony of <laughs> different bacterias. And oh, interesting. Yeah. We, you know, we are more than the sum of our parts. So if the if a if a um, single-celled organism is a computer, right. our body is a distributed network of exactly of machines. Yeah. Acting. Eh, somewhat in coordination, yes, uh, with some with some uh, network latency issues, and right? Some... And like a um, you know, a single cell in your body is incapable of understanding the actions you take. Mm-hmm. Like when we go hunting, you know that that would be like uh, putting strain on our bodies, and it would seem like negatives in a lot, you know, for a lot of our body, right? But you know, there is an eventual reward that. They do not understand. Hmm. And I feel like that will be the case with AI. Yeah. Cool. It's fun. Hmm. A little scary. Yeah. Also the thing, exciting. The thing that makes me feel good about AI is that if it's more intelligent than us, I feel like intelligence in a lot of cases is directly correlated to um, like mercy and um, compassion. I want to believe that. Right. I mean, also, I hope it's true. Also, if AI was, you know, far better than us, mm-hmm. what gain would it have to destroying us? Um, I don't know. I mean, why do we stomp on ants? Because they're in our way. Right. They're pests. We don't. We don't like them around. We can't really say why. We're like, oh, right. they're dirty. They're kind of just hanging around my yeah food. But and I feel like we will... Um, they're gross. <laughs> we do go out of our way to... At least some of us do go out of our way to not inflict suffering on to other creatures that are not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. I, I like to think that... Um, Intelligence is related to having an open mind. Yes. In a way. And having, if you know, I don't know. I think that is, yeah, that is a big part of intelligence is like having all of these perspectives that you can kind of aggregate. Right. And see all the angles of a situation. Like the more angles you can see at once. Yeah. Um, hopefully that can, that can help with empathy yep. and kind of yeah i want to be more empathetic if computers can help me with that i think that would be cool yeah um i've i've thought of like writing an app to help with empathy before okay how Um, would it work 
I don't know. I, um, my, I think of my mom who would always say like, um, you know, keep, keep an open perspective, try to think about other people's point of view. And so if anything could remind me of that on a daily basis or, right. It's funny because it, so, it, it would it would be like a guilt app, right? It yeah. would just be like, oh, okay, yeah I, yeah, I should have, yeah, considered. So um, we've spoken a bit about the uh, uh, presidential nominees mm-hmm. um, of both parties. Uh, one of them is Trump. Yep. For um, the Republicans, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a Uber the other day and the driver was a trump supporter and you knew this how uh he spoke a lot and we started talking about um the campaign because i had said um oh you know i i can't vote i'm not a citizen or anything oh, we yeah. were talking about where I, you know yep. where i'm from how long i'd been here and all that kind of thing is, said, U- is uber doing polling now <laughs> <laughs> is that what you ran into <laughs> Um, so I said I couldn't, you know, I can't vote, but I've been following along a little bit. Yep. So I kind of get what's happening, and I don't think there's anyone I would vote for. Mm. And so he offered up his opinion on yep. the matter. Um, and he expressed an opinion that was, from his point of view, very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, so he said he didn't really believe that the um, racist undertones and hatred that... Um, Trump incites was representative of his real opinion. He just thought he was a guy that, you know, shoots from the hip, says stupid things. Does it matter it's, at some level? Like Right. So you may disagree yeah, with okay. that. But that that's a common feeling. Yeah. Throughout the States. There are a lot of people who support Trump. That's a perfect argument for a way for a racist to hide behind. Yes. Whatever. Okay. Um, yep. But he thought that, um, you know, he is the ultimate anti-establishment um, candidate. And that, you know, we've been doing sort of the establishment thing yeah. for a long time, in this guy's opinion. Yeah. And he feels for himself that it hasn't worked. Like he has a lot of um, complaints and issues about the way his country yeah. works and exists. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for him to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. It's like, stick it to the man. Right. You know, no one wants him in, in terms of the media or... You could say a lot of the same things about Bernie Sanders. You can. Yep. Um, um, but, yeah. But I don't think Bernie Sanders is as um, relatable Ooh. Like Bernie Sanders for me, is, for me well, is. right, right, for these for uh, Trump supporters. Okay, yeah. Like he he is <clears throat> anti-establishment and everything, but he's been a part of the establishment for a long time. Trump hasn't, in the sense, yeah, in the sense that he right, he's been a politician. Yes, um, yes, yeah, and he doesn't say the things that a lot of people are thinking but don't want to say. So there are a lot of people who think deep down, why do we keep letting other other people who are not part of my culture into the country? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all of the bad things I hear about on the news aren't coming from my social economic group. I'm struggling to empathize. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need some help. You need some help here. I Yeah. You know, if you put like if you were this person, yeah, you'd make the same decision. Hmm. Because you'd be that person. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I need a week to think about this. Right. Okay. All right. See you next week. Till next time.